Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in week four. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Bear, good morning. How we doing? Good, good morning. No, we're, we're, we're doing good. I, I certainly, uh, in, in looking at the uh, slate for this week, seems like the most difficult week of the season. And, and I, I mean, let me get one thing out of the way as well before we, I want to address one thing before we get going here, because obviously there's a lot of people out there who are extremely disappointed, and it seems to be my fault that we're not going to Kansas this week for college game day. Uh, I think anybody who like has read my timeline over the last couple of weeks, I could probably figure out that Kansas is where I wanted to go mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. And I think any, and I kind of always said that anytime we can take the show to anywhere that we've never been or haven't been in a while, that's uh, always created our best shows. And look, you got it on three and O Duke versus three and O Kansas. Who, who, when are you going to get the opportunity to potentially do that again? So all I can do is just put a list together and make yep. a suggestion as to saying, hey, here's where I think we should go. And my suggestion was uh, was, was was overridden and overruled by people who have much more of a say in things than, than me. So we're going to go to Knoxville and the show will be great. Am I disappointed we're not in Lawrence? Sure. But it is what it is. Won't be the last time you've been overruled and it's not Correct. the first time so Correct. they're just so exactly. you know exactly. i was i was all in favor of that moving too i was gonna boo you but i understand it is not your call and corvallis corvallis would have been a great a great spot too like that would have been my number two choice yes but again neither here nor there very good uh let's start uh we're doing this thursday morning I keep staring at – I didn't put it in the comments. I didn't think we put Thursday games in. But tonight, real quick, Virginia Tech's the only side you could play, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't I don't fully trust their offense. So I don't, I, Correct. I don't know if I can, I can get there, especially against a team that appears to have an offense. I mean, at least West, West Virginia might not be able to stop many people now. Mm-hmm. But I, at least you know that they can score points. So. But, but I, I agree. T- tonight – in that game, Virginia Tech would be the only, the only side that I think you could play. And just my mind involved in this, West Virginia laying a short number on the road is always a dangerous thing. I don't care what the year is. If you have that team involved in that kind of number, <laughs> go ahead and do it. I am not going to do it. I will say a line that reeks tonight, and I'm staying mm-hmm. away. If I was going to play it, it would be Georgia State, 0-3. Yes. Catching two at home against Coastal Carolina. Now the teams that these guys have both played, I think, are totally different uh, in 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 compare in, in in comparing them. When you look at uh, Georgia State, you know, starts the year in Columbia against South Carolina, gets a couple punts blocked. They were in that game uh, watching that tape back. They lose to Carolina, thirty five twenty eight. Hope you had seven and a half there. Then they go out and probably the craziest score. Of all last week was yep, that absolutely losing to Charlotte, who was just getting taken to the woodshed in every game they played. So uh I thought it was it was pretty telling, and that's a game I'm staying away from tonight. I think Georgia State wins the game, but I'm not doubting 
uh, Chadwell and McCall. Uh, I've talked about how much I love McCall on this podcast. You know, 12-point win, which was ugly early on against Buffalo last week, four-point win against Gardner-Webb, and then they get that win against Army in, in, in week one. Maybe they're still feeling those lumps uh, from the Army game, which was a real, real physical game. But that it's that's a scary line, and I would have to side with the Panthers uh, if I were to take a side in that one. Yeah, I, I, I would too. I actually thought about putting Georgia State uh, in the column, but but again, you got to wonder where their 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 minds are. But their, their mind actually might be in a good spot. You, you you lose a game last week that you probably should have won against an opponent. Yeah, you probably should have beaten, and now you get a chance to play one of the, the best teams in your league. I can remember a couple of years ago during that 2020 run. Uh, I loved Georgia State at home as an underdog against Coastal Carolina, and it was 51 nothing. Mm. <laughs> Coastal went out and beat him. So mm-hmm. it's the first it's the first meeting in Atlanta since then. I, I think the, the 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 public view, most people view Coastal as the side is still familiar uh with with the call and Shadow and that's what they know. And they kind of you, you look at what Georgia State has done this year and playing the couple of uh, Power Five teams in, in addition to the, the loss to Charlotte. Like I don't know, it feels like Georgia State is the right side tonight. But by by game time, I might I might be uh, I'm, I might be holding a Georgia State ticket in my hand. Okay, uh, interesting line tomorrow night as Virginia's now catching nine in the dome against Syracuse. Nine and a half, pretty much off on okay. the ball, across the board now. All right, I'm uh, I'm on ESPN.com, and I am seeing Syracuse still not ranked. I don't like these one loss teams ranked this early. You know my opinions there. I know you. I know you don't. It's not. That's not. You're right. Nine and a half. I see it on. Can't 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 this not ranked? Uh, well, undefeated. Oregon not State. Oregon Wazoo. State undefeated not ranked. You see the stat well, about Wazoo? First three and team with a top twenty road win that hasn't been ranked. Yeah. They got but the chance no, this week. We will get to them. But there's no, but, but there's no Pac-12 bias, right? No, exactly. We, we got, we got, we got to keep Miami ranked with, with the <laughs> with those wins over with those wins over Southern Miss and uh, and uh, Bethune Cookman and the uh, and and the no touchdown outing last week in College Station. Got got to got to keep them in at twenty five. Got to keep Pitt in the ranking too, and we got we got to keep them ranked. Mm. They did go on the road and get a win without their that's true two they top did. quarterbacks. They they I did. I think Pitt's going to be hurt from down the road here. I know, I know. We I went back and watched the Tennessee film. We'll get to when uh, we talk Tennessee, but Pitt. I think I still think Pitt has a lot of potential to be a thorn in I people's side with the capability of the other teams and and having big seasons in the ACC. But the reason I'm not taking Virginia plus the points is I do think the world of Anai, the the old Virginia core offense coordinator who's too. at Syracuse now, and I think he's going to have a plan to slice and dice that Virginia defense. When I go back and I turned on Virginia last week against Old Dominion, I don't. It just feels like they're going through the motions, and then they go down, and then Armstrong gets the ball, goes right down the field, sets them up for a field goal, and they get a walk-off field goal against Old Dominion. So, I think the Virginia offense has been one of the major disappointments when you look at the ACC this year, and I don't like the mix of them going to the dome against the Syracuse offense and you see what Syracuse did against Purdue's defense. And then you see what Syracuse did against Louisville. That's a, that's a scary spot. And uh, it's a lot of points and that's why I'm laying, I thought it was going to be around a touchdown. I think it would have been if Syracuse didn't pull out that game last week in incredible fashion. So that game I'll be watching for sure, but that's, that's a stay away from me with Virginia and Syracuse. 
Yeah, it, it would be Virginia or, or pass for me uh, in this game. Uh, getting more than a touchdown, you, you, you wonder. I'll, I'll, you wonder about Syracuse. Obviously, game that they probably shouldn't have won last week, but they did win. They came nice comeback and they got the win. That's a, a sign of, a, of an improving, maturing team. That's that, that's confident uh, with, with what Anai has done for Schrader and Tucker in the running game and at a defense which has been. It's been okay. I mean, they win this game, and they're going to be undefeated hosting up against State in a couple of weeks. So, uh, it's a big opportunity for them this week. Feels a little rich, though. It, it, it could be a spot where uh, against their their former coordinator there, uh, Armstrong, and that yeah. offense does show up a little bit. But but, it, but it's just fascinating how he has not been the same guy no. uh, that that he's been the previous couple of years this year. I, I don't know if it's a uh, a system thing with what Tony Elliott's trying to run or not, but it, it, it's clear there's something going on there. Yeah, the, the offensive line lost some guys. I mean, you see the kid now playing for SC, rotating. I think it's, he's at left tackle. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a weird dynamic, and I'm, I expect Virginia to play a lot better than they've looked, but I don't think it's enough. I think Syracuse is legit, and they got a chance, you know, looking at the schedule moving ahead. Before we get into set the other games – I don't want to. I want to take Air Force, but I can't lay twenty four when the over under is forty six and a half. Nevada <laughs> is in the conversation. Why not? Uh, the Air I Force actually might. might. I Air, might now. Air looking Force at might it. just control the ball and just run, just get like long five how, long tu- five long touchdown drives and thirty five nothing. That's the problem. How fast are they going to get to the number? Like that's got to be twenty four nothing at the half. And if it's not. And if Nevada has any on the board with a fluke play, you're up against it because now you know our Air Force is going to have a lead and we're going to more want to sit on it. So it could be a maybe a first half of Air Force. Let's get to our picks that we submitted in the column on the chalk section, ESPN.com, and then we'll get into the slate because there's plenty of games that might – I didn't pull the trigger on the other games I wanted, and, of mm-hmm. course, they all won, so my record on the column is of not course. great. That's how and, it always goes. We did, uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the over in the Tennessee game, the over in Ohio State game was over at halftime. Kansas came through, all that good stuff. So, we gave you those at the end. I'll do that same thing at the end, too. Uh, but we already have our picks submitted for ESPN.com. We get those in uh, Wednesday night. I got mine in late, I would say early, early Thursday morning. Uh, but I'll go first. Uh, you mentioned it. It's Kansas, it's Duke. I can't get off Kansas here. I know it's probably the wrong side and all the money's coming in on Kansas and how impressive they've been. But I, again, I look at the teams they've played bear and the quality mm-hmm. of opponents. Not and I think close. it's that much. I especially seeing what Northwestern has looked like. I don't know what to do. I actually was thinking about taking them this week uh, because it's, I think it's a do or die. They have to win this game against Miami, Ohio. I think Miami, Ohio's quarterback is out, but that's yeah, a conversation for later. Uh, but I, I just Duke all the credit to them. They're they're already over their win total, I believe, and they have been impressive. The quarterback, I had no idea what to expect from because I had never seen either guy. And you put the Temple game on week one, they look great. But this is about Kansas. This is a spot where Lightbold has a chance to block out all the noise. The offense is versatile. I know Daniels gets all the credit. He's number one in QBR in college football quarterbacks. But I just think this team is a machine on offense. They're the highest-ranked team in the country in terms yeah. of offensive efficiency. And last week, they go down 14-0 in a, in a blink. 
and it's it they got the lead in in, in minutes. I know there was a weather delay in there, but they I, I just feel like the versatility of that offense is something that Duke hasn't seen, and I'm not sure they're ready for. I do believe in Elko. He's he's proven it jumping out the gates here and having his team ready for the start of the season. But it's down to seven now. I'll I'll take Kansas and lay a seven. Yeah, I I I don't really have a, a feel on the Kansas would be the side that that I would play in the game, mm-hmm. but I, I really I I'm going to stay away just just in case um, the, that the money the money is right there. But I, I usually like hopping on these favorites where you see such a a move like that throughout the week. It's yeah, at some point I, I think Duke is going to have a harder road moving ahead once they start playing some more difficult teams than they have so far. So I, I would play Kansas if I did have to play the game. I, I, I saw you and, uh, and Mr. Fortenbauer on opposite sides here. So yeah, I'd be, curious, be curious to see uh, what happens. Uh, and another game that, that I'm on this week, and I know a lot of people probably will be crazy, say you're crazy for laying this type of number uh, with the total so low. I like Iowa, minus the seven okay. and a half against Rutgers. Uh, I, I laid the big number last week, and I was refreshing my score stream way, way too late into the evening <laughs> after the 11 delays uh, because I, I had Iowa in money on parlay. I had Iowa in contests. I, it was like, and I, it was like, okay, just, I need, I need Iowa to cover and have this game be complete. And finish the they, game. They did finish the game, <laughs> and they did score uh, to, to cover, which was great. But I, I think people still are like. Storyline like the first thing that pops into people's head is how bad Iowa's offense is. Yeah, well, that might be true. They're but they did get a couple of pieces back last week, and it did help them some. I think the the best unit on the field is the Iowa defense, and Rutgers mm-hmm. offense is no it's no great shit. You watched that Rutgers Temple game oh. last week, and I mean that was a uh, just awful to to put yourself through, and, and now you're asking that offense to score on Iowa, like. This could be like twenty to seven or something mm-hmm. like that, and could be be an under and, and be a cover for Iowa. But but I think Rutgers is going to have a ton of trouble uh, scoring points against Iowa. And I like I like the Haw- the Hawkeyes here. I can see a lot of people just grabbing the points north of a touchdown, which might not end up being correct. But yeah, I, I like Iowa in this spot. It's a really interesting game to me. I know people are going to look at the numbers and be like, "How can you watch that?" Because it's got to happen for Iowa. It, I. Whether it's something clicking or taking more shots downfield, or guys just making plays and executing on third downs, the de- and that's what's the problem here. The defense has been incredible, <laughs> and that's what I thought they were going to be before the season. They're always good, but I thought this group with thirty-one in the middle, like he's a difference maker, and he's been fantastic. So watching Rutgers last week, they there's no plan offensively. You know they're going wildcat. I want to say they stopped Temple on three fourth downs. Two of them in plus territory. One of them before the half. I think they lost yardage and missed a field goal before the half. They get a defensive touchdown. So it's a it's a weird spot. I feel like Shiano's got something up his sleeve here to 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 let out. I don't know what that is because I've watched the team play multiple times now. But I it is a weird number and it does scream uh, taking Iowa. I do believe thirty four and a half is the lowest total since twenty fifteen. Even though I saw last year, I believe Iowa Wisconsin was thirty-five, and that ended up being a twenty-seven-seven final, uh, if my math is correct on that one. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, other pick I have. It's a weird game every year. It's it's Arkansas and it's AM. And I know Arkansas <laughs> is last in the country in pass defense. I just don't think AM is capable of taking advantage of it with how bad they've looked offensively. They they got the win last week. Credit to them. Ugly. They got it done. But when I look on the other side, I think Arkansas has been as impressive because I didn't know what to think. Uh, you lose a guy like Traylon. And in the overturn they've had, but KJ has been awesome. And Rocket Sanders got a gear that not a lot of guys have. And I still think if if AM were to take advantage of the insufficiencies of, of the Arkansas pass defense, I think Arkansas has the goods to to outscore them. And what I say about I, I just remember like Christian Kirk having a monster game in this game, yep. being a high scoring game when he was there. And then last year it was only 20 to 10, you know. Weird shades of red in that building all over the place with these two teams' colors. Uh, but I I I'm I could see Arkansas being a pick'em or maybe even a one-point favorite. The way the money swayed like this in North Carolina, we'll talk about with their game against Notre Dame. But right now, I think I'll take the points uh with Arkansas catching two. I I'm trying to think of the best way to, to say this. I agree with what you are saying with Arkansas being a very attractive underdog. Mm -hmm. But I was surprised, extremely surprised that they even were an underdog. Like after seeing that AM offense up close and personal last week with, with Max Johnson still throwing arm punts up there and it, 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 their defense is legit and really good. But at the same time, why are they favored in this game? I, I yeah. think Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to be the trendiest of trendiest underdogs mm. this week. Uh, I see the numbers come down to one and a half or so. I might be sitting here in a in, in a position come Saturday where I'm going to wait and see if this number maybe drops to a pick'em mm -hmm. or maybe even flips to, to Arkansas being favored because I think. I think A and M's the right side here. Okay, so I, I hate to I hate to differ with you. Hey, but it's I, good just, to the, differ the, with me. The, 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 num <laughs> the, the, the number the number is screaming A and M here. Okay, very. It's exactly what I thought. I just watching stuff. I I, I can't take. Um, I, I should say I have to take Arkansas in this spot. Uh, other column pick for you. How about New Mexico State minus four and a half? Yes, Hawaii? good. I could get to my notes. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I, perfect. Yeah, you can jump in whenever you want. I mean, it, obviously, it's the 
ugliest looking game of the week on paper. No uh, doubt. With, with these two teams. And it's, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to find it somewhere on the dish on, yes. on, on Saturday afternoon for live from Las Cruces. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a good spot for, for New Mexico state. I mean, they've been blown out by Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And clearly they were done in by all the turnovers that they had against Nevada. But, but Hawaii, I, I, they haven't been competitive at all against FBS teams. And they were even just really not impressive and beaten Duquesne last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to wonder too, I mean, I know it's early in the year, but two weeks ago, you're at Michigan, you fly there all the way back. Then you're and then got to fly all the way back again. I, I don't know. I, I think that stuff that adds up. And I don't think Hawaii is very good at all. Not like the Mexico State is, but I would think Jerry Kill can, can figure out something to to beat Hawaii by more than four and a half points, don't you? I am not one of those that jumps early in the week at a game, but I grabbed New Mexico State. It was two and a half on Monday, really? I think. Yeah, Monday it was two and a half I got. And just some of the numbers. David Hale posted again this morning, as he always does, just great stuff. Uh, if you don't read David on ESPN.com, he just has so, so much interesting stuff. These two quarterbacks combined for one touchdown pass and 15 interceptions this year. Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii's offense, okay? (laughs) Hawaii's offense averages 15 points per game, and that's with a win over Duquesne last week on the island. New Mexico State, you mentioned Wisconsin, Minnesota. I think they scored seven last week, shutout against Minnesota. They're averaging eight points per game. The line is now four and a half, New Mexico State, 53 and a half. I was also looking at that under. So I'm I'm on there. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, Aggie Memorial Stadium, Las Cruces, Find it where you can. I will be have that on the phone somewhere watching. I have to see a couple snaps of that game. Have to. It has yeah. got all the makings uh, of of something. It's so ugly. It it's beautiful to me. That's well, Ohio, Ohio State Wisconsin might be twenty one nothing by the time uh, that game kicks. So that's right. Be, able You'll to, be there. Be on the ask asking me a question. I'll be <laughs> dialed into what's going on. At, <laughs> Going on in Las Cruces. Sorry, Kirk. I'm looking for uh, looking for New Mexico State Hawaii on direct TV. Uh, after last week, I feel very un-American in my next selection, and that's James Madison, Appalachian State. Oh, don't, don't let them hear you say oh, that. They, I got drilled on on social media all week. I guess I said it wrong. Uh, but App State, obviously the darling. I still think they got to be kicking themselves for that Carolina game. But when you look at it. And what they bring to the table. They're as solid on both sides of the line of scrimmage as there is as a team in the Sun Belt. But I look at the opportunity of James Madison here. They've been worthy of, of taking this step to this kind of program for years now. You think about teams that have made this jump, and when they have the right guy, when they do it, they just keep going forward. I think a Coastal with Chadwell. And Signetti has just done a good job of building this roster. They haven't played really anybody, so I think they're going to be fresh. And I just I think they have the goods to hang around in this game. I don't expect a high scoring game. I just think James Madison with a mindset coming in, the ultimate underdog against a team that you can't put high enough on a pedestal right now. And that's your benchmark. Like, how are we going to do against this team that's been the talk of the country in our league, let alone how do we match up? I'll take James Madison plus the seven. Yeah, I, I, I what about the question that I'll be asking myself is, I mean, if you're Appalachian State. Like how do you the last couple of weeks the 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 yeah. emotion and the energy that you have spent 
the win it at Kyle Field, and then you're dead in the water, and you and you come back like well, game day is there. It's the biggest day in school history in terms mm. of a scene, and and you get that type of win, like that. At some point, how much? I mean, how much is left in the tank? Um, it's 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 a trick. It's a tricky spot for them. It would be it would be James Madison or pass for me. Uh, and, and I alluded to it in, in passing in a joke um, a couple minutes ago, but like I don't know how Wisconsin keeps it close with Ohio State. I really don't. I'm, I'm laying the 18. Okay. Uh, I have a ton of res- I have a ton of respect for Jimmy Leonard and, and, and that defense, but I, I just don't see how their offense is going to keep up in this game uh, with, with, with Ohio State. I mean, so many different ways to score, even if Henderson's not 100%. Mine Williams is fine. Receivers are now back. Uh, I don't trust Graham Mertz against the legitimate Power 5 team uh, to, to generate much offense. Uh, I'm going to lay it here with the Buckeyes. The one thing I was thinking about in this game and it could be totally wrong after seeing Ohio State last week, is if you get a juice number with Wisconsin in the first half. Because if they do have something where they you know get a turnover or something and they could bleed clock, that's, that's the only factor. Because you don't have a prayer if this thing is two, three scores at halftime. You, you, you got no chance, I don't think. So that, that's the one thing I was thinking about uh, with that game. Uh, my other pick, I hate it, but I had to put it in there. Uh, <laughs> it has a lot to do with last week, but it's Texas Tech. And at home, catching six and a half against Texas. I know Texas is getting more healthy. Texas Tech goes on the road, outgains NC State, four turnovers. Obviously, if you turn the ball over four, four times, you cannot expect to win, let alone no. cover. So I think Texas Tech is more buttoned up on offense. I think it's a big spot for Kitley against Texas calling plays. I thought UTSA had a really good game plan and went about it the right way. They just don't have the big play capabilities, and you saw that with Bijan. I mean, good God, when he gets in the – it's like he's just – I don't I want to say gear, but like he's just in his overdrive gear as soon as he gets it. Just a fantastic player. And I look at Texas Tech. It, not saying they're going to win. I just think they 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 thrive off that crowd. I've been there for this game. It, it it's yep. a different vibe, and I just feel like Texas Tech has the goods to keep it close. I'll take Texas Tech plus the points. But oh, uh, over straight out the first half too, right? Yes. So I like Texas Tech a lot in this game. Oh, is uh, as well. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you hit on it. Playing in Lubbock uh, is a completely different animal than Texas Tech playing on the road. Give Texas, though, a ton of credit last week. That was a, gut, a, a gutty win uh, against UTSA. But now you're a road favorite in a spot that you've troubled before. Tech's defense has actually played pretty well this year uh, as well. With Smith at quarterback, we've seen them beat, beat Houston there. I, I don't know. I think, I think six and a half is too many. It, it wouldn't surprise me either if uh, the Red Raiders won outright. Speaking of too many, you had the guts to put it in there. I didn't. I have it circled four times here. The boys from DeKalb going to Lexington. <laughs> yep. Your thoughts. Look ahead spot for Kentucky. Is that total, why? Total look ahead spot for Kentucky. And Northern Illinois, I think, is capable of scoring some points. So if you're, if you're telling me that Northern Illinois can score 
14, which I yes. think they probably can with Lombardi and, and some and the backs that they have. You're, you're laying almost four touchdowns. If you can score 14 if you're in Northern Illinois, uh, I, I think you're in there. There's no threat. They're not going to go into Lexington and win the game. But, but boy, I, I think it's hard to ask Kentucky to win this game by, by more than 26 points. Yeah, and you go back, you think Northern Illinois would be better on defense Give it, you know, 20 up 28, 14, I think it was against Vandy yep. in the third Vandy, quarter. Yep. Yep. And end up losing, giving up 38. They hung with Tulsa, uh, but gave up 38 to Tulsa. So that's the one that ended up scaring me. Still have a day to put it in. I might join you with that. Maybe we have two matches. That's a scary thought. I don't know mm. if you want me on to the same side of two of your picks. Uh, <laughs> that's what I have in there. I have four in the column right now. Do you have anything else? Do you have a hold your nose that you? Hold oh, absolutely. I got it. Northern Illinois. Another look ahead those. spot. Let me guess. Oh, I got another. I got another hold your nose. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the University of Connecticut getting 39 <laughs> at NC State. Oh, they're terrible. Don't get me wrong. Yep. They, they are absolutely awful. But at the same time, all NC State has heard about all offseason is Clemson, 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 Clemson. Who do they have next week? Clemson. This is a this is a clear spot for me where you're going to see Nancy State starters play a half, maybe two and a half quarters, get the bench in, don't risk anybody of of note getting hurt next week. Maybe we can get a, a touchdown from UConn and 45-7 would be a winner. Okay. Like it. By the way, looking at somebody, you see you uh, USC's down to five and a half there. Wow. Yeah. I know some people that will like even Oregon State even more now, getting less points, but that's just me. Uh, that is – let's just get it. You mentioned it. When I watch these teams play back, it's pretty eye-opening how crisp that USC offense has been. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. It sucked to see Hanner get hurt. <laughs> It oh, really yeah. did. Uh, I thought you were talking about it sucked to see the USC offense being Oh, crazy. No. No, yes. no, 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 no. To see Hayner get hurt in the in the half like that. Hopefully, oh, it, 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 was right. terrible. it was terrible because because we, we I had we had just left, I guess it would have been college station right before halftime. And mm-hmm. then by the time I got my Wi-Fi back or whatever, I just I, I see all the tweets about Hayner getting hurt, and I'm like, well, yeah. Fresno State tickets are dead. But I, I hope I hope he is okay because that, that that's the type of injury that can kind of linger for a while. Yeah, and I think they have a bye this week, and then they go to Rentschler, play the, at the Rent, play UConn next week. So <laughs> I think that's a good two weeks off for Mister Hayner. But when I think about SC and how they're able to spread you out, and then Caleb just he's just gotten watching back like pre snap, he gets them in the right play. Every single time he missed two touchdown throws on reads that I, I don't know if he just wanted to get the first down or he just had something predetermined in his mind going back and watch that first drive. Uh, if you see it, he missed one to Mario and then he missed one to the tight end. But I think Oregon state has the team speed you need to hang around and give SC fits. You've pointed out all, all season SC plus 10 now. In the turnovers, mm-hmm. offense hasn't turned it over once. I think that's going to change. I just being being in Reeser Stadium, it's going to be under construction. The place is going to be first zoo. hostile and first hostile environment. The weather's going to be okay there. You, yeah, it's going to be actually a lot warmer than I thought. Yeah, it's it's been it's been very it's been yeah, yeah that fog. It's, it's weather. I don't weather is not going to be a factor, which I think helps us see. 
And we were asked yesterday on Daily Wager who we would rather take given the given the points on the road in the Pac-12, Oregon or SC. We both said SC, and mm-hmm. that's just due to the fact of who am I getting at quarterback for both those teams, Oregon and SC. I will take Caleb Williams over Bo Nix on the road in any circumstance. I don't think that you have to be a genius to figure that one out. So I think it's a tricky spot for SC, although I think a lot of people do. And Oregon, like I said, the team speed, if you haven't seen them, they 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 have it. Uh talking to a couple guys on their staff. They got they got a couple 10 500 guys. So if they get it in space, look out. And that's what you need. I you're gonna need to be able to, you know, hang with that. And I thought Fresno State, I didn't think they were gonna get there, but I thought that over was definitely gonna come in if Hainer stayed healthy. So a huge Probably. spot for Chance Nolan and a real, real big spot for SC's defense because now you've got three games on tape. You you know where you can attack them. I think Oregon State has the goods there. Five and a half is a complete – I thought – see, I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought it was going to get to seven, seven and a half with people's love for Caleb and Lincoln Riley. So that that surprises me, and I think that tells you how much money is coming in there. So it's a stay away from me, but I'll definitely be watching this game. It's it's my uh, probably my favorite game uh, of the weekend if it's not Oregon-Wazoo. Yes, I think the start is obviously key. I mean, SC has just come out and blitzed people on the first half, 18 drives. 12 touchdowns in the first half. So uh, they, they come out and, and score early. Does Oregon State have the ability to stick with that running game, stick with the tight ends? Um, can they stay in touch uh, mm. to, to be able to not start pressing? So uh, really looking forward to uh, watching that one Saturday afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Bear, before we move on, there's one quick thing I want to mention. ESPN, in partnership with Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, presents Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Jimmy Kimmel Live personality Cousin Sal and his three childhood friends, lovingly known as the Degenerate Trifecta, break down the biggest gambling events of the week in their top picks for the games. That's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. All right, let's start early Saturday because there's a game in there that I think we're going to learn something about, and that's Michigan. They're they're laying 17 to Maryland. 64 and a half is the number. I had that circled, but not going to do it. Uh, Maryland, 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 will, to Maryland will test that defense. Yes. They will absolutely. Who knows if they'll be able to slow down the Michigan running game. They will absolutely get theirs. And if, if Ohio State's going to be laying 18 and a half, that first half with Ohio State should be around 11, right? Probably. That's easy, right? So that's what I was thinking. Mer- Michigan first half, 10. you're probably looking at nine. I don't think it'll be 10. But I was thinking about Michigan first half because I know they're going to have a game plan. SMU, now SMU, we'll talk to them with TCU. I watched SMU in Maryland. SMU's oh, offense they, is SMU legit. did everything, but they did everything yeah. but win the game. 96 plays, 40 first downs, up and down the field. And turnovers ended up being the fact. I, I don't think Michigan is going to turn the ball over, and I think they're going to run the ball that much more. I was I was thinking about Michigan first half, but your thoughts. I think it's a big step in, step in uh, block here for Maryland to, to prove they have they they've been awful against Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. And poor them 
all those teams are in their division since and moving the, to the Big and, Ten. And the, and the Iowa game last year where it was oh. that now people Maryland for real, and then it just yeah went sideways really quickly. So, so you're right. They, they they need a good performance there to show that they're more than just this, okay, put up a bunch of points against some inferior defenses and hope to get to 6-6 six and six type of deal. Can they go there and win? I don't I don't think they can. But uh, hanging around would, yeah. would be a good would be a, a good a good result, I think, for, for Maryland this week. I'm sure I they, think they Maryland covers. I'm sure, they I'm sure they don't believe that. Like they think they can go in there and win. But I yeah. think if if you give them a little truth serum privately, they'd be like, oh, you know, we go we go in there and compete, and maybe lose by ten. Okay, that, that that that's that bodes well. Number one, Rock Jarrett for Maryland. Get your eyes on him, wide receiver. He's an NFL player. He's phenomenal. Uh, expect him to have a big day. So that that's what I was thinking in that game. I do want to see Michigan's defense against the speed of Maryland's offense. That's what I'll be watching in that one. Clemson laying seven on the road at Winston-Salem against Wake Forest, 13 in a row for Dabo. The over-under is 56. I can't get last year's game out of my mind knowing that that was the time to get Clemson and Wake Forest just couldn't do it. Whether it was the offensive line getting blown up, I believe. Uh, I have it written down here. Yeah. Wake Forest came into that game averaging 44 points a game, 500 yards of offense. They ended up only running the ball for 36 yards against that Clemson D. And that's the issue is Clemson can bring those four guys every time, and that totally messes up that that long mesh that Hartman likes to do with the running back so he could read the linebackers. I think Clemson could drop guys, and that makes him hold on to the ball more. And I just hate the matchup for Wake. 13 in a row uh, for Dabo against Wake. I have to lean Clemson in this game. Uh, I th- We saw how bad the offense was last year, and this game last year was the most points Clemson scored against a Power 5 defense. They scored 48. They won the game 48-27. So I, I lean Clemson. I don't love it again. They got NC State next week, but this is enough for Dabo to get his team's attention. Going on the road, early noon game, I expect Clemson to come out and run the football. I think they had two 100-yard rushers against Wake last year, so that's why I lean Clemson in this game. I can't. I I get it, but I can't get there just yet with Clemson. Okay, like, understood. I pe- pe- people are people are. Oh, look at the the, the points at the scene. Like think final scores, and you're not realizing that the two F- FBS teams they played this year, two bad FBS teams yep. by the way, Georgia Tech and Louisiana Tech. First half, they scored three touchdowns, and one came on a five yard drive after a blocked punt. Whether it's the offensive line, whether it's DJ, there's something still early in games when they're still trying to figure things out that that that's problematic. And are they going to play someone eventually who can capitalize on that when they face a team that's got a, a good defense and an offense that's more than garbage? Like Wake Forest's offense is good. Like, are, are they going to be able to get some things going this week against? Clemson. I mean, clearly the Clemson defensive line has had their way with, with the Wake Forest defense, offense rather, last couple of years. So we'll, we'll see if Clem, if Wake Forest can get out, get off to a good start at home and hang around. I wouldn't play this one. I, I just, I get it. I get why people see Clemson and think that they might be on the improve now and getting back to the ways that they've been. But I, I'm still, if they were a stock, I would still be holding them. I wouldn't be bullish or bear. It's like, I want to wait and see what happens. By the way, you see the early weather next week for uh, the no. NC State Clemson game. Hurricane probably or tropical storm potentially Ooh. moving through. 
uh, either like day before maybe or day of the game. Be interesting. Huh. See what happens. So just that to, is very interesting. Just to, what do you think that number is going to be, Clemson, NC State? Assuming both win this week. Six and a half? Really? I, I, don't, I don't think it's high at all. I was I thinking I think, eight. I think it's less than a touchdown. Okay. Good to know. I can't wait for that game as long as they take care of business here. But that's – I'm with you. I, I, I see – I just – I feel like Clemson's found a left tackle on the offensive line. I, I I think that kid's the real deal. And I think the the issue I have is just Clemson. Like you mentioned it. What is it? I love their running backs. Love them. Like that. Maffa doesn't even get talked about. I think that kid would be a starter anywhere else. And obviously, Will's done a good job. And I think they're going to get those guys in space. And I think Wake Forest defense, especially last week, I, it's probably a letdown spot against uh, Liberty with their backup quarterback. But Liberty went up and down the field. So I, I feel like Clemson's going to be all right offensively. And maybe this is a thing that does get them going. But it's it's pretty obvious, too. DJ's the guy also. They're they're all in on DJ. So I would not expect uh, much Klubnik at all. Yeah, I thought this one game I thought you were going to have, I thought you were going to have Central Michigan plus 28 in, in State College this week. I thought about it. I Penn State, it, it, it's like, I don't know how they're not ranked in the top 10. But like, I, have them, two, I have them four. They, they, they have two true road yeah. wins against Power 5 teams. With, with Singleton now in the, in the back, they, they look like they finally have game-breaking running backs for the first time since Saquon. Clifford has been very steady at quarterback. You bring in an hour for a little change of pace. You got a really good defense. Maddie's done a really good job so far there uh, with the deal. Like I'm shocked that they're not ranked higher than they are. Um, does seem like a little bit of a potential letdown spot for Penn State mm-hmm. uh, off the big win at Auburn last week. I don't know. Maybe maybe I could get there by then. Okay. I, I mean Central Central Michigan's bad though. That was that, yeah stuff. I mean, it was two good offenses, Oklahoma State and South I think South watch I watched South Alabama UCLA last week. I was impressed with South Alabama. Now, what everyone's gonna say is why did South Alabama try that fake field goal? People don't realize too, UCLA's fumbled the ball after Charbonnet was in, I thought, on a touchdown. They fumbled, they come out and reviewed on the inch line and they fumble the snap and they don't get points there. That turned the whole game around because UCLA would have taken the lead there and it's a totally different game. So I do I like the over actually in that Penn State game because uh, I think that's that's going to be what. But here's the deal is I love the way this Penn State team is constructed, because when you look at what's ahead, I love the talent they have on the back end. I love Porter. I love King. And those guys are difference makers. And that's what you need when you're going to have to hold up for 60 minutes against teams that are going to throw the ball like Ohio State. And I still think Michigan poses a lot of problems because I think Michigan has more team speed than people realize on the edge. So I just I really like Penn State. I have them in the playoff right now. They're four. I have Penn. I have Clemson behind them. I have I have Wolverines behind them. And I'm just happy that my Nittany Lions are back and we're ready this year, Bear. I actually bet Penn State to win the Big Ten this week. Nine to one. I got ten to one. Nice. Um. I mean, look, look, I I still think Ohio State's the best team, but uh, you can foresee a scenario like 2016 where you're dealing with 
maybe Penn State, Ohio State, and even Michigan, maybe they're involved in a three-way tie and the Ohio State would beat Michigan in the last game of the year. Would that be enough to like, like vault them up? In the, I don't know. But, but I, I think there's there's a chance Ohio State goes to Penn State and Penn State gives them a ton of problems and maybe pulls the upset. So, look, it's more of a little bit of a hedge against the uh, the Ohio State ticket that I have. So, but at ten to one, the number is only gonna only gonna get worse from here. So I figured this was definitely the uh, the week to act. There's no odds to win the East, is there? They exist, actually. Okay. Let me see if I, I'm, I'm, let me go to let me go to draft DraftKings. I was able to play that the uh, that parlay with Alabama to win the West, Georgia to win the East. And Ohio State to win the East, so they, they had division odds up. So let me see if they're uh, they're still up right now. Let me in team futures, conference winner. Yeah, division division winner not up anymore. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that would be on. All right, as we go down the slate, Missouri Auburn. Oh, you mentioned South Alabama too. I tried to bet them to to win the Sun Belt. Oh, I heard earlier early, earlier earlier in the week in that. There's people that are out for you. Prove <laughs> no, it. I'm, I'm, clear, I'm, clear, I'm, clearly, I'm clearly on a list at that particular site. But that's Iron okay. skillet. I, 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 have, I have a lot of things that belong to them. So okay. and they're not going to be and they're not going to be able to get those back. TCU minus two against SMU. Oh, I hate this game. I, I love I love the game, but I yes. hate the game. Agree. Agreed. All right, let's get to it. You'll be there. Florida plus ten and a half, I think now. At Tennessee, our gambling lines go back to how far? Nineteen. Uh, the, 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 our database goes back to the nineteen seventy eight uh, split, and Tennessee has never been a double digit favorite over Florida. And, and this time. is the biggest they've ever been. Also, yep. I think mm-hmm. the biggest prior was like twenty twelve. They were given five. Does that sound right? Yeah, it, was, it was somewhere around a touchdown. Yeah, I think we. I was there for that game too. Uh, bad comeback that was the old uh Derek Dooley days when I look at Tennessee in Florida I I go back to the Tennessee game because that that's an impressive win going to pit I, I understand but they go down 10 nothing and then it's 17-7 then they take the lead and then there's no points in that game in the third quarter and I wonder if Florida can can just hang around enough how are they going to do that I think the offensive line has been better than I thought it was going to be. So they're going to have to run the ball. But how are we going to see Anthony Richardson running the ball like we did in week one? Or are we going to see the last two weeks? Like, is there a quarterback situation where it's that bad behind him? They're scared because if they are and he's not going to be part of that run game, I don't think they have a chance in this game. Well, that's that's at least what I think Florida fans and those with more of a rose uh, rose-colored glass uh, outlook on on Florida things that they kind of just been trying to save him with, with some of the questionable play calling against. But why would you be doing that against an SEC East team in Kentucky when yeah you're out to win that game? Like you're not, you're not looking like I would understand it against South Florida if they had beaten Kentucky. It's like okay, we need we need to really manage this and, and not subject him to a lot of it. But but like against Kentucky, like you you, you need to to win that game and turnovers are a problem. And, but, but, but again, I think with a young quarterback like this and any young team, 
you're, you're going to get a lot of high variance games with them. Some games they're going to be, he's going to play incredible. Some games you're going to get no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble, and what forty percent completions, or, or what? Did the, what did the uh, what did the Kentucky player refer to him as? Hot dog water, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> I have a hard time. I, I would play Tennessee if I had to play the game, uh, but but again, I wouldn't go too crazy with it because you don't know the health of Tillman and, and the running back. You would assume yeah. they're, they're both going to be okay in play. But it, but if they come out there Saturday, they're not, they're not in the lineup. Uh, that, that's a massive problem for the Tennessee offense. But if I had to play the game, it, I would lay the points with Tennessee. But I certainly can understand those who uh, would would want to take a uh, Florida as a double digit dog and against a team that they have beaten sixteen in the last seventeen years. Yeah, and the aspirations for Tennessee, knowing what they were before the year, the, the returning players on the roster. And the schedule that lot ahead, like this is the one you have to get with all five straight, 16 to 17, losing to them. Like this is the monkey on, on your back. You have to get it off before you even think about Kentucky and Georgia and Alabama on your schedule. You have to get this done. So I do expect a big effort um, from Tennessee. And I'm sure there's people out there that that know the game, haven't really watched these teams. And just see Florida catch a ten and a half, and they're blindly betting Florida. Like no doubt, they're betting, they're betting Florida. Like they don't care. They've seen it enough in their life. Give me Florida plus all those points. I'm not going to do that. I'm with you. My office pools. I'll be laying the points with Tennessee. Have a question. Would you rather lay one and a half with North Carolina at home or take three <laughs> points at home with Sparty? Well, when the North Carolina and Notre Dame line came out the other day, I was like, all right, you know, this guy's going to get bet to North Carolina uh, being favored. Hmm. Uh, You you know, it's going to be. And now it has. Uh, That that always worries me when the Ozbakers pull open one side favored and there's such a a, consensus, unanimous opinion that. The other side is going to be bet to favorite, so that that would worry me. But at the same time, it, it looks like North Carolina is the right side. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to play it because you know, some mm. of the other games you could play. Um, Notre Dame's offense has a ton of problems, but the Carolina defense is so bad. Yeah, like you, you, you know, maybe it's a North Carolina team total because I don't know. But hmm, I'd probably take Michigan State. Only okay. because I kind of expected that to happen last week in Seattle. Yeah, and, and now you come home, you you might get. I haven't seen the status of Reed if he's going to be there. Altman Bell being out is a big problem. I, I think at the wide receiver position for Minnesota, we'll see if they got guys who can step in. I probably would take Michigan State just because you're you're getting you're getting the three. Uh, Altman Bell out. Michigan State coming off of an embarrassing loss, uh, that would probably be the way I would go. Okay. Even though even though I think Minnesota might be the best team in the West. That's my point here, is if there's no way, I, I hate to say it, if Minnesota doesn't win this game, they're not winning the West. You have to win this game. And I believe it opened as a pick, and they've taken all the money, so that's why they're yep. giving three. Actually, actually, I see open Michigan State minus one and a half. So there you go. I I've said it forever. I I think 
I think the world of, of PJ Fleck as a coach, this is a game where you have to have your team ready. And I love Ibrahim, the running back from Minnesota, local kid here from good counsel here in the DMV. And I, he is not afraid of any. He, he'll go up the middle, outside, catch the ball, love what he brings to the table. I expect him to have a, a big day. And when I look at Michigan State, watching them back against Washington, like I love the kid eight, the D lineman uh, from Georgia. But then, like, the guys they have in space, and, you know, we know about the struggles against the pass last year, but the linebackers are just not Michigan State guys to me. And that's what, you know, I thought they got exposed against Washington. I could see Minnesota, as much as they like to run the ball, trying to, you know, do some things where they put some pressure and onus on that back end of the Michigan State uh, defense. So I think it's a tricky spot. I wanted to put Minnesota in there. I still might, but I like Minnesota in that game. And I like Carolina uh, coming off a of bye week. I still think they should be getting downs back. And last year, I I think he had double-digit catches against uh, against Notre Dame in this game. But I just think about Drew Pine on the road, did not play well. We all saw it last week. It's a big deal here. And can Notre Dame run the ball and keep North Carolina's offense off the field? That's what it's come down to. I know it sounds basic, but that's what it comes down to. I do still have confidence in, in Notre Dame to be able to be a formidable opponent. People talking about three wins and all this, like, stop. They're, they have enough talent. The defense will come around. I think all that stuff is coachable, whether it's missing run assignments and just fitting on a run and being better on the back end. That That's where I tell. Like, they get beat on a on an easy pass in the red zone for the first touchdown from Cal last week. So I think Carolina goes to 4-0 in this game. I, I would take Carolina in this game. How sick would you be if you're Wilcox losing that game last week? Mm. The offsides call on the field goal, mm -hmm. the Hail Mary, like all that stuff goes mm -hmm. against you and you're still that close. That's that's a tough one, tough one to overcome. It is. It is. Why is Indiana getting 16 and a half points? Because they're the luckiest team in the country <laughs> so far this year. <laughs> You, you, you know, I mean, I guess I guess luck is probably the word, but I forget. I, I don't know if it was uh, Bill Connolly or if it was like it's something like wins over expectation or something like that. They're like 1.6 wins over what like the numbers suggest that they should have based on mm -hmm. the results of the game. And, and Cincinnati is still good. Yeah, that's it just it feels like it's. I'm with you, and the, the, my whole downward spiral has caused because of that Illinois Indiana game, the first <laughs> Friday night. It really has. Like that needed to go one and zero to start it, and that just totally backfired. Uh, looking at other games, what else? You, what else catches your eye in the night slate that interests you? Like Wisconsin and Ohio State has zero interest to me. I'm sorry. It has it's zero interest to me as well because I think the game's going to be a blowout. Mm -hmm. Um, what? A, what about Arizona State Utah? Like, could, could you, like, like, what do you, what do you think about that game? Uh, I, like, the Utah, numbers is only going up. Yeah, Utah is my winner. I still think I understand, you know, all that's going around with Arizona State. And shout out for the guy that broke the story and all those people just taking the video and running with it. Like, the AD and the and and the president meet Coach Edwards after every game in the end zone, and then people see it for the first time and think he got fired right there. Like, I'm yeah. so happy that he came back out and said it didn't happen there. They met the next morning. Like, stuff like that drives me nuts online. Anyway, exactly. 
I think everybody, Utah's, every, everybody's a journalist now. Yeah, exactly. Right? What is it? They'd rather be first than right. Correct. Uh, I can't go against Utah. I, I think they got it going. They were my winner last week. And when we have this few winners, I stay loyal to my teams that do get me wins. So I, I, I think they can name the score. I really do. I, I think the, the offense way, is going and the defense is only getting better. By the way, speaking of Utah, the team they beat last week, how bad is San Diego State? That, They're a home underdog this week against Toledo. Be careful. That that line reeks. Oh, it totally. It's the first. It's the first time, like in a regular season yeah. game, since it's been a, a dog. They're a dog at home in a po- non-power five. Yeah, like, like in, in a long like. Scary. I mean, it's amazing how far that team has fallen. Yeah, and it was quick. Very quick. How bad is FIU getting 31 from Western Kentucky? FIU is bad. Holy FIU moly. is really bad. That number jumped off. To, I was like, 31. Uh, you like NIU? Do you, do, do, you, do you think this is a good spot for Stanford? Or do you still be worried about, the, I about, was, the, the, about the ankle weights on the defensive side of the ball? I was... I'm so mad at myself because last week I love Penn State and I didn't have the guts to take give them out. And this week I was going to give Stanford. But the only difference Baker they have speed-wise is EJ Smith and he's not playing. And that's that's a huge deal for me with that Stanford offense. I, the offense looks great uh running that w- Wake Forest West offense. But I, I just – the way Washington spread Michigan State out and diced them up uh, in that secondary, like Stanford just doesn't have guys on defense, and that's what worries me. Like I think they're going to score – what's that number, 62, 63? 63 and a half. 63 and a half. Like I, I totally think Washington's scoring 40. I, I really do. So I, I was actually thinking about the over – I think Stanford's the right side. I just can't do it. I mean, I, it touched 14, I saw, and now it's, what, 13 and a half? 13 and a half. Uh, I think they're the right. So 14 at the South Point, 14 at Caesars. And you look at what Washington did last week, and a monster, monster game next week in the Rose Bowl against yep. against the on Bruins. Friday, so On a Friday night, I think. Right? Yes, Friday night, late. Huge crowd expected. Huge. At the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think Stanford's the only side you play in that. I just – I I'm biased. I mean, people are throwing out Kalen DeBoer's numbers against the, against the number two as a head coach. It's crazy. He's like 70%. So, it's a dangerous spot. Like I said, I think Stanford scores. I just don't see their defense holding up. That That's the issue. And I know everybody's talked about their offense being bad the last couple of years, and it has been. But I feel like with McKee throwing the ball around, uh, plus, I, I give I give Washington way more points in my opinion when they're at home than other people do because I know how good that place could be, and it's been a house of horrors for Stanford. There hasn't been much success up there at all uh, in the program's history, so it's it's interesting. Of course, the game's going to get over at three in the morning um, Sunday morning, so that'll set the week off great with not getting any <laughs> sleep. Uh, so. We're trying to the There was a couple stinky lines I thought with smaller school teams. Arkansas State three and all against the number, catching five and a half against ODU. Should should Rice be a seventeen and a half point dog against Houston? 
it's it's a scary thing because it's a total contrast of styles. And I looked at Rice. They the turnovers against SC just totally threw that game out of whack. And Houston has been a major disappointment. Uh, I didn't buy into they they were the going to be the champs of the American this year. I I just didn't think the consistency was there. But their O line is not good. When you no. look at the teams that got San Antonio got pressure against them. Kansas did whatever they wanted. And I'm not even talking about the defensive side. So if Rice could hold the ball, McCaffrey's brother is a legit playmaker. Uh, he had double-digit catches last week, I believe, in that win. So I would – can Houston throw it over the top of Rice? I still think that's a, that's possible. So, I, yeah, I would take Rice plus a 17-and-a-half. Marshall laying three-and-a-half at Troy. That That's kind of stinky. La Tech plus 13 after South Alabama goes to the Rose Bowl. I thought I would see a little bit more from La Tech offensively, but I probably would take the points there. Oklahoma, Oklahoma roll this week, or are they on upset alert? Down to 12. I think they look really good, man. And I, I, you know, I love Dylan Gabriel, but the defense last week, I know that's that that's what I more wanted to see more last week was their right. defense. Knowing Nebraska has some potential on offense, they were they were nasty. I can K State muck it up. That's the whole thing. I, I don't know. Loss was brutal last week to Tulane. They just sure was, was just going through the motions, yeah, which yeah. which you don't yeah. which you don't think you're going to get from a climbing team. But there is this game this week. I would. I think I got to take Oklahoma. I think I would too. Uh, yeah, the game in Ames, I have no idea. Like, yeah, I love, like I love, I love both teams. I'm just, it's just, it, it, it is what it is, man. That, that's we we know that Campbell's record in these toss up games has not been good. They finally did get the win against Iowa in in, in a, a toss up type number. I'm, 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 I can't wait to watch this game. I'm yeah, really, it's gonna I, really I, interesting. I, 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 I will say this. Sorry to cut you off. Like I, I did throw that number out there uh, about Campbell and 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 the games decided with, with the spread here within three three and a half. Uh, he's five and twelve in the seventeen games, and how poor that record is. But if there is one maybe actionable bit of information there. Uh, Fourteen of the last fifteen games, or that Iowa State has been involved in a game where the spread was. Three and a half either way. 14 of the 15 have gone under. So that would seem to be maybe not maybe not just a trend, but a lot more indicative of the game plan and the style of game that Matt Campbell and Iowa State are going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 close to the vest, hang in there and, and, and see. So we'll see. And obviously, I think uh, Aranda will be very comfortable with a lower scoring game as well. So uh, I see some 46s out there with the total. So that actually 146 circa and then 45 and a half everywhere else. Yeah. Just looking at Iowa State, man, like Deckers has thrown the ball 105 times in three games. That's a ton to me. And that's – but on top of it, that's what I think Iowa State has to do to win these, you know, Baylor's going to be good against the run and they're going to take mm-hmm. it away. You know, they're going to do it. They went to BYU, lost in overtime. They held BYU to like two, two yards of carry. 
So, can, and that's the thing when when it's been was put on Purdy last year, he just didn't execute. And then Hall again with the fumbles against Iowa, like this is a perfect chance to to wipe that away. I still think Hutchinson is a stud at wide receiver. So what's Baylor going to do there? And again, I want to see shape and be better on the road. I mean, you look at the defense. It's Baylor allowing 14 points a game and Iowa State allowing nine. But obviously the competition is not there. Right. But on the, I would say on the offensive side, I all I want you to do is make sure you tell your researchers not to feed the talent this weekend if Iowa State were to win and it's not an upset. They are fair. Oh. <laughs> Remember last year, Iowa State outgained them by 200 yards and gave that game away. Yes. Waco. Yeah, that was in Waco. Yeah, I, w- I would take a shot with Iowa State here. I- I- I'm big spot for Deckers. I want I want to see what he brings um, to the forefront. You might have said it before earlier, Bear. Oregon laying six and a half at Wazoo. I I would have to take Wazoo. Uh, that was a really impressive win last week against an awful team at spot that they could have been completely flat. Mm. Uh, their defense has played very well. Ward didn't have the turnovers last week. And, and, I, and I just can't trust or assume that you're going to get that type of offensive performance from Oregon and Bo Nix two weeks in a row, especially uh, going on the road here to a place that they have struggled in the past. So I, I, I would I would lean towards taking Wazoo in this game. Yeah, it's a it's a different dynamic. I'll tell you that with these two teams, because I, I think Wazoo's right there on the cusp. They got that win at Wisconsin. Now do you follow it up against a hated rival? That's what I want to see. And I think it's a big spot for Lanning. Because if he goes here and doesn't win, that's, I mean, all the good you got out of last week, that's, I'm starting to think Oregon, but I just, I can't do it with Bo Nix. He has been my kryptonite. <laughs> oh my Lord. I just, going back through his, through his career, it's like yep. they win. I had the other squad. They lose. I had him. I have the under. He goes crazy. I have the over. He plays like poop. It's, it's every way. So, Good for him. Always sticking it to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> 40 and a half with Bama. Vandy. You wouldn't bet that game of mine. I wouldn't. No, 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 <laughs> no. All right. Big Mike, happy recap. I'm taking Kansas minus the points. I'm taking Arkansas plus the points. I'm taking James Madison plus the points. And I'm taking Texas Tech plus the points. Bear you. Three favorites, three dogs. Uh, three favorites, Iowa, New Mexico State, and Ohio State. Three dogs, Northern Illinois, UConn, and Texas Tech. I could be joining you there with Northern Illinois for sure. And possibly a couple totals I might put in the column. Uh, that might be Penn State over and the LSU New Mexico over. Those are possibilities. That one's low. I just feel like it could get out of hand early, just like it did against. I'm not saying New Mexico is Southern. I'm not saying that. I'm just, <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be points there. All righty, Bear, enjoy Cleveland and Knoxville and Columbus. We will. And get some good meals for you. You go, Oh, you getting ye old tomorrow? Ye old Steakhouse, Knoxville? On Friday, I don't, on Friday, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Okay. I have, to fi- I have to figure it out. Get that back room at Yield. Love that place. Yeah, I know. That's where that's where we were uh, the last time that we uh, had gone there. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the plan is tomorrow night. We'll see. Okay. No, we'll have we'll have some uh, we'll have some cat singers waiting for us in Columbus, though, which is good. There we go. Sandwich. Very good. All right, my man. Travel safe. Everyone, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck with everything. If you need anything, hit us up on Twitter, actress Felica at Stanford Steve82. Again, our official picks are on the chalk section of ESPN.com. That'll do it. Bear, take us away. Let's see bet. The more you lose, the more you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs>